everyone, and welcome to the 19th episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast, where sometimes I forget which podcast I'm recording, <laughs> and the intros get messed up. This is, this is the podcast about tabletop board games, dice games, card games, anything you can play on your table that is supposed to be under 30 minutes, but is never 30 minutes long. <laughs> Hopefully today is the exception because I have your B team. B team. B team with you guys today. B team. <laughs> yeah. tweet, I, uh, tweet hashtag B team to support the B team. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> B team. Yeah. Hashtag B team at Tuesnagumas. Choose night games. Is the Tuesnagumas? Yeah. You do have to put the K in there. So Tuesnight games. <laughs> I'm your, I don't know if I said this, I'm your host, SBJ, and the B team is made up of Logan. Hey, hey, I am, uh, this is my second time, so working my way up to a B plus, hopefully. <laughs> and then your other B plus player here is Will. Hashtag B team. <laughs> Hashtag B team. We're here to talk to you about some tabletop games or board games or card games. I think we have all three, maybe, possibly today. I uh, don't know where Alan is. I believe he's out of the country. Ooh. And uh, Sean wanted to sit out just because he was heartbroken that Alan couldn't be here. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I get it. Very relatable. So, oh, and before I forget, uh, there's like so much I have to say. We're doing this thing where every 10 episodes, every episode that ends with a zero, so episode 20, the next episode, we're we're doing like a reset episode of like who we are where we're from or background so that way as we keep going with these podcasts you could it would be easier for us to say well you can catch up if you just go back to episode 20 or 30 or 40 to get to know the host better so this is pretty a, cool this is a preview of the next episode and maybe why we're re- re-explaining things a little bit hmm. and that's um, why the b team will never appear on a zero ending episode <laughs> Because nobody we'll cares on, who we are. We'll have to be on <laughs> 10 episodes, and then we can be on a recap. There you go. <laughs> we'll have to get you guys uh, in like every 10 episodes, but not on the 10th episode. <laughs> Except so, the 100th episode, in which case, that will be ours. That, that'll be the ultimate recap of recap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just jump right into things and move right into table talk. And Table Talk is what we've been playing. Uh, I will pass the ball here to Logan right off the bat. Okay. Uh, I f- well, I feel like you have stuff. <laughs> I do. I, so I, I was talking to you about this before the show, but uh, I have a ton of stuff that I've been playing recently, but it's like I use this podcast as my uh, like my litmus test to figure out what games I think are cool, and then I go buy them. So a lot of the games that I've been playing recently, you guys have already talked about. Well, but, uh, let's hear the list. So I've been playing Monikers a lot, like a lot, a lot. Uh, I just got Monikers Schmonikers. I don't know if you knew that that was an expansion. To I have I have it on my desk, unopened. Yeah, I, me too. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting because I think Monikers, uh, I mean, it's still a fun game to play even after you know a lot of the cards. But I think like the brand new fresh experience of those cards is going to be a really fun game. So I don't want to look at them or do anything until we're all playing it. Oh, okay. Um, cause you know, like Dick Cheney's pacemaker, the first round you play that, that's cool and weird. 
and then second time it's not special anymore (laughs) (laughs) do you think though so wait two questions Mm -hmm. first one are you playing with the same group of people no i've played it i've played with like every every group of friends that i have that like i have a bunch of different groups of gamers and uh it's went over really well with every single group even like my family who basically doesn't play any games monikers is really approachable for hardcore gamers and newbies alike yeah i'm just i'm just thinking that while dick cheney's pacemaker might not be funny (laughs) to you the second time if you're playing with different groups it still has that impact i feel yeah yeah and that's i think that's part of the magic and why it's so easy to get everybody to do it because they run into one of those weird cards and they're like oh because they're like how am i going to do this the first time and then on round three you sort of get it you're like oh this is a memory game mostly (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I, i would argue that cards against humanity has that same issue yeah, but Cards Against Humanity is a way worse game. Right. <laughs> right. Well, well, that's <laughs> Monikers is amazing. Yeah. Not to compare the two. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, so I feel like Cards Against Humanity, you play those cards one time ever, and then, or the game one time ever. <laughs> and you're <laughs> like, okay, I had that experience. Mm-hmm. And with Monikers, I can play it one time and have like the ultimate awesome experience of freshness, but then I can play it as many times as I want, and it's still fun. And then the other night we all like we took the blank cards and everybody just got five of those to write down whatever. And that was a really fun game, too. Obviously, that was fresh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fresh and unplanned. Uh, what else on your list? Um, well, like, oh, man, uh, code names a lot recently. Uh, I mean, D&D every Monday for me. Uh, but that's nothing new. Actually, I um, the other weekend I played with my friends Cosmic Encounter, which is a really old game. But I was so good. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised how well that holds up and how like it's just so it's a really simple game. Like I remembered it being complicated, but it's just because one of my friends didn't understand any of the rules. But (laughs) that sounds really familiar to me. Where have I heard that before? I I probably talked it up real big when I first got it. It's okay. So you want me to elevator pitch uh, Cosmic Encounter? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's elevator pitch it. um, Right. Because I can I can talk to it as well. Ding me, SPG. All right, so Cosmic Encounter, everybody gets dealt out three alien races uh, and this giant deck of alien races, and you get to choose the one that you are, but all the powers that you got go into the deck of cards, um, so you'll have a lot of flavor, a different flavor in every game. But everybody has this completely asymmetrical power in the game, but basically it's just, it's like war is what you're playing, but you're trying to invade other planets. So you have five planets in front of you. Everybody else has five planets in front of them. Your goal is to occupy five planets that aren't yours. And as soon as you do that, the game's over and you win. But the real place where this game sings is that it's all about social interaction. So every time that you go up against, so every turn you get to attack, every time it's your turn, you randomly attack one of the other players. But you can invite other players to help you but similarly, the uh, the opponent can also invite other players to help them. And so it becomes this thing where you may have this crazy overpowered power, but the whole galaxy sort of turns against you because everybody has to react to somebody gaining a lot of power. And then so a lot, there could be a lot of people hovering on four planets, but nobody wants to help them out anymore. Uh, and it turns into this thing where you sort of bargain with each other and talk, and it's a much more social game than it initially appears. 
that's my pitch. That was a <laughs> fantastic pitch, I would say. Now I, now I remember where I've heard of this game before from Instagram because Steve used to take tons of pictures yeah. of him playing it. <laughs> now, I don't have a very good, consistent gamer group. And that, that, that's why I come, I come here week after week struggling to have a tabletop to- table talk topic because I, it, it's hard for me to get people together. And, but when I got Cosmic Encounters and I brought it out, I, that was probably the most gaming I've done in like a single week because it was like, let's do this again yeah. tomorrow night. And so some of the monsters are really cool. Uh, the one that sticks out to me, there's a, there's a monster called the Loser. So uh, that, his ability is to lose. So actually, if he loses a fight, he technically wins. <laughs> uh, which which makes it really interesting. I don't know, Logan. Do you wanna? Is there a monster that stands out to you? Just uh, explain to the listeners, like, kind of the craziness of the monsters. Okay, so there's there's two ones that stick out in my mind. One sticks out for bad reasons, and one sticks out for it's really fun. Um, so I'm gonna go with the fun one first. It's the parasite, and so normally when you're attacking another planet. You're, you're like, hey, Will, will you help me out? And Will can either say yes or no and put his plants up there. But uh, but I have to ask in order for Will to even have the possibility of joining me. Unless Will's the parasite, in which case he just puts his ships on there. And I'm like, hey, what are you talking about? And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm stuck to your brain, actually. <laughs> uh, well, so that I like is that. like the real world. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. That's what parasites do. <laughs> that's what Will does. Oh, that's not what Will does. I get in your brain and I don't get out. Oh, that's true. Okay. <laughs> and then the other one is, uh, I can't remember what it's actually called, but it's the cheater. Like, do you, do you oh, know that? Oh, yeah. I, I, is it called the cheater? I, I think it's called something else that means cheating, but it could be the cheater, honestly. But that is what you do. So there's there's actually two versions of his card. There's one that it's just like you can do whatever you want. If nobody catches you, you just do it. <laughs> and <laughs> and so it's the weirdest thing, right? Like there's this mechanic that says ignore all the rules and you can basically do whatever you want. And if somebody catches you, you have to you have to, first of all, not do the thing that you were currently cheating on. But also you lose like five ships to the warp or something like that, which means they they go away for a while. There's also a toned down version where you can just you can just take ships out of the warp whenever you want um i think there's a creature that does that like the his or her ability is like no no ships ever go to the warp right and for our listeners the warp is just where like if you lose a battle your ships go to the warp so you have less ships to attack with in the future but eventually you can start pulling them back out uh but there's one creature where even if they lose their ships just go back to home base and so they just they're their army is just indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless they're playing against the one that makes people just go back to the box. Like they they erase you from existence. I think it's it's like the void is what oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. And they they put they put your pieces back in the box and nobody will ever get to see them again. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's an interesting one. And then there's one more creature I want to talk about. So what Logan said is the game is very asymmetrical and obviously it once you understand like let's say how the loser works you just go well if he loses he wins and if i lose i win when i'm versum so all i have to do is play the lowest card during the battle instead of the highest card mm-hmm. and then i win because he wins and then that means that 
So <laughs> the there's I think the creature's called the timekeeper. Something oh, the with time. Timekeeper is really really fun, but I can't remember his specific ability. Uh, but the only way that that creature wins, and I, I ended up being this creature, is that if the game lasts ten rounds, I think <laughs> it's ten. So a yeah. round is when everyone goes, and then you start over. You get like these little time chips, and then every time a round is complete, you take the time chip off your card, and you're closer to winning. So you don't have to worry about getting planets. You don't have to worry about partnering with anyone. You just have to worry about making sure that you have your planet safe and that in 10 turns you win the game <laughs> and it changes the dynamic and the social, the social atmosphere of the game so differently that people are, people will only like, they'll be mid negotiation getting ready for war. And then all of a sudden going, Oh, well shit. If, if, if we do that, like that will waste the whole turn and like, he's getting real close. So you know mm-hmm. what? Your planet's not that important. I'll go over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it it's it's cool that like the game is so easy and simple to teach, but then the what creatures are dealt just dramatically changes how the game is played in a social atmosphere. Right. It's just. I mean, <clears throat> the battle system is just war. It's like war with buddies, but it's it, like the complication comes from every single card being like it can add this complexity of where you, like you said, you're, you're looking around and you're saying, well, this guy's got four planets and that guy's got nine time tokens. What am I going to do? And it really affects what you're, what you're going to do. I really love that game. It held up so good. Like I never, sometimes I re- revisit games and I'm like, man, it, you can tell this was made 10 or 15 years ago before <laughs> we knew a lot of stuff about games. <laughs> Well, now I want to play Cosmic Encounter. It's so yeah. good. We should play it at Gen Con no matter yeah, yeah, what. Absolutely. If if not sooner or something. I need I don't to buy know. a copy, yeah. And the the expansions are really smart, too, because Cosmic Encounter is a five-player game. I don't want to say it struggle, struggles at five, because you have... The game The game plays best with almost odd numbers, because you have a one person that can break a tie. Yeah. But the expansions will add another player. So we were always playing seven people. Which is a little bit longer of a game. It's it's crazier. So every expansion added an, another player. So I think you can go up to eight total. And I've never played with eight, but it falls under the list of games I like because seven player count is kind of kind of hard to come by with with certain games, mm-hmm. especially games that are like easy to teach, like Cosmic Encounter. Yeah, that's like again, that's why Monikers wins at like me me just tossing it in my bag and bringing it somewhere. Cause it's so easy to teach and cosmic encounter obviously is a little bit more complex than monikers, but it's still approachable for a lot of different groups of people. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's jump over to will real quick. Will, what have you been playing? Uh, well, my name is William and I'm a TCG player. (laughs) (laughs) Hi William. Oh, I tell you, it's been a tough week. I, uh, went out to Annapolis on Sunday and, they have a fantastic comic book store out there called Third Eye Comics. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that they used to sell a few games in the back of Third Eye Comics. And, and they just decided to open up a whole game store now called Third Eye Games in Annapolis. So I went out over there and walked in the door. And, you know, you go into a game store and sometimes right there by the front door, they have all these trading card games like... <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and 
future card buddy fight and white shorts and <laughs> and there there down in the bottom shelf was my personal poison card fight vanguard <laughs> and i had gone in there and i thought i was gonna buy like a nice tabletop game for me and joe to play and i said well you know they have trial decks here and if I buy a trial deck for myself and I buy a trial deck for Joe, that's kind of like just getting a tabletop game for the two of us to play. <laughs> so that was, uh, what, four days ago, five days ago? Yeah, I've already bought Booster Box of a uh, particular oh, set that I liked. Knee oh, deep. All in. Already been talking to my old buddies from Vanguard League about... <laughs> meeting up again to go have some some vanguard battles and oh i'm i'm all bit and it's it's like i had never left the the world of cray as the planet where you have your vanguard battles is called and <laughs> and the, the, i mean what's uh what's killing me is just i mean for folks who don't know vanguard yeah it's a trading card game but the big uh difference from other trading card games is you only have people um there there's no like tools or anything so everything that you play is is a what's called a unit but it's you know it's a it's an actual actor in the game and the way that the game evolves over the time they have never rotated out any cards so Mm -hmm. even from their first set of cards you can still play them they just expand some of the uh, play features um but the way that they do that they uh actually just make the older cards useful in different ways and they also are a lot, i think a lot more balanced than other trading card games because they come out with booster sets so frequently like with pokemon it's once every three months so if the meta gets like off balance or whatever you have to sit through that for at least three months if not six with Vanguard, they're always coming out with something new every month or every other month. And then, so they, then you're spending more money, right? Well, I mean, the nice thing about <laughs> Vanguard, as I justify my problem, is that the uh, booster boxes are much less expensive than any other trading card game. And they're much more reliable in getting the cards and the special and the rare cards that you want, you know, in, in a much at a much, much lower price point. Although I was looking at a card I wanted today that cost ninety dollars per card, but Woo. but William, <laughs> you don't need that card. How how many of a specific card can you have in a deck? Because Magic and Pokemon is four. Four. Same. Same. Four. Okay. Uh, it's a fifty card deck. Um, except now that they have a new mechanic called the G Zone for the Generation Zone, and <laughs> you can have eight of those. So Alan, we're here. You'd have something to say about the G zone. <laughs> well, I have lived my life without having to know anything about that. And I need <laughs> to do so unless it involves a stack of cards that only get revealed once both of you and your opponents vanguards have been ridden to level three. And then you can stride. <laughs> you can stride from the G zone and then they have all kinds of generation. Uh, I think it's called generation break powers that come out once that happens oh man that game is so good so let me let me stop you here you you were a competitive pokemon player for about the same time i was about two full years yeah and as you explained earlier you you were playing vanguard and you stepped away obviously recently you just got back this week 
you're throwing money into the TCG black hole. Eternal pit of, of trading card games. Right, right. So when you first started playing Vanguard, what, what was it like? What was the time frame there and, and how competitive was that for you? So I, I first started playing Vanguard uh, very shortly after I had started playing Pokemon, um, maybe like one or two months. Uh, I never got super competitive in Vanguard. Like I only played at the local league. I never went to any competitions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I certainly threw money into it just because that. Well, here's another way that Vanguard gets you. There are things, the the sets of cards you play are called clans. So in being a, a Vanguard player, you kind of select, this is the clan that I play. And then it was like, I fell in love with my clan and I had to have all the really good cards for my clan. Even though it was like never the top clan for winning anything. It's just, I love my clan. So I, I literally spent $200 on like eight cards just so that I could have those special cards for the Oracle Think Tank, which is, you know, my pretty ladies and, and you know, Cupids and angels uh, and witches and battle sisters. Oh, they're so good. Um, <laughs> and then after I stopped playing Pokemon, I continued playing Vanguard for a few months. And then I kind of had that realization of I need to get away from TCGs because I'm just throwing my money at paper and <laughs> and I didn't have the money for it. But now I've got a little more scratch and I, I might be able to afford to to just have some fun Vanguard games, <laughs> man. Ride the Vanguard. I can I can attack and guard and, and oh, man, it's so wonderful. And I'm just like, ugh. They've 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 made the Oracle Think Tank more powerful, and now I'm, I've decided I want to play the Link Joker Clan, which is really cool because they've got their <laughs> own mechanic that none of the other clans have. Where they like basically Link Joker, what it does now is like if you take certain actions, then you can turn the uh, your opponent's card upside down, and they don't get to use that card at all through their entire t- turn. <laughs> oh, wow! I, your, your enthusiasm is catching, dude. That's- Dude, okay, here's the thing. Also, let's tie this back to Gen Con and cool things at Gen Con. Steve, <laughs> do, do you remember Gen Con 2015? I remember, remember how you were there with me? I remember. What, what was the one thing I wanted people to do? Take the little coupon out of the coupon book from remember, Boucher Road and go over to Boucher Road and get their promo because they were giving out sweet play mats. They were giving out white <laughs> Schwartz decks. They had all kinds of little Vanguard deck boxes and everything get, like that. I gave you my coupon and you went and got another well, thing the next day. I, I walked away from there with eight Boucher Road promotional <laughs> kits, okay? Because I got everybody's coupons. And Boucher Road is at Gen Con and they do competitions. Bushy Road. Bushy Road. Yeah. Bushy Road. Whatever. Um, they do competitions. They have stuff for sale. And it's going to be sweet. Because I'm not walking around the floor aimlessly looking for something cool to do. I'm going to sit my ass down at Bushy Road. And I'm going to play myself some Vanguard. And all right. All right. So time. for Gen Con 2016, we'll go to, Bo- we'll go to Bushy Road. No, no. Mm-hmm. You're not welcome, sir. Oh, I you, can't, I you, can't try the Vanguard. Up. I'll teach you how to Vanguard, All right. but you're going to play it for like half an hour and you're going to be like, oh, this is just another TCG. Well, Stand up and walk away. No, no, you know you know me. I, I can usually like or dislike something 
fairly quickly. I usually it there's like that clicking moment. Like when we sat down for Mysterium, I was like, I don't know, and then within like the first two minutes, I was like, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. I think that when we sit down to play Vanguard together, and I'm playing my Link Jokers, I'm riding, and I start putting down Neon Messiah, and you've got like freaking Blaster Blade. That'll be the end of it for you, sir. <laughs> I I I find it hard to go back to any TCG at this point, just because of the costs. Yeah, and it, because so, the boosters. So well, I, I, I I okay, I am making a commitment to myself. The only reason I bought okay, so I bought the trial deck for me and for Joe. So I bought the Link Jokers for myself. I bought the Pale Moon Circus for, which is the evil demon circus for Joe. And the booster box I bought, the clans that are supported in that booster box are primarily the Link Jokers for me and the Pale Moon Circus for Joe. So I can just basically go through and we'll just improve each other's decks. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall into buying <laughs> and building a competitive deck i'm just gonna keep it fun for me and joe see that's 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 like the only place that i want to play ccgs I, I for a long time i was into so many of them like i played pokemon competitively i played magic competitively i played dragon ball z card game which is just garbage but i did you know at the time it was fun and uh naruto card game it was a well-designed card game but the errata was terrible but it's just, it's just a lot of money and people cheat all the time. If you Ugh. get to like a top tier thing I, and this is like, this is what really sours me on pretty much any physical CCG. And it's why I love Hearthstone so much because people can't cheat <laughs> like, you know, like the magic players. I don't know if we need to get into this or not, but um, you know, the, like they were like at the pro tour for magic, there was a guy like they got caught on video palming cards. Like he just like, rather than get, even better at magic, which clearly he is very good at magic, but he got good at sleight of hand, and that's the real oh, thing dude, that set him apart. I, I have seen children palm cards playing Pokemon. And and see, like that the fact the fact that that definitely makes you better at the game means that people who are top tier and want to get good. So I've said this in other places, but the two worst things about playing TCGs are one, the fact that people are so willing to cheat to win mm -hmm. just because they think they can get away with it. And number two, the people who have the attitude that this is not for fun, that this is something serious. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's okay. So I've never felt anxious playing Hearthstone because I don't have to deal with a person or whatever, but I have, I have a little bit of social anxiety. It crops up randomly when I'm in like a large crowd. Sometimes it'll affect me, but it was like a nightmare every time. And I wanted to play so badly on these CCGs, but then I would go to a tournament and then it's kind of an intimate thing to sit down with somebody and play a card game, you know? So I just, oh, get... I know you have to touch each other's decks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like sit closely and you're in this intense competition and it just, it just made my heart go crazy. Like it got to the point where I would have people drive me to an event and then I would take two shots before all of my matches so that I wouldn't, so that I could like not go nuts. That's a bit much. It was. So, That's why I stopped. Like the, the time that I did that, I was like, you know what? This actually is not a good solution. I should just not do this anymore. Yeah. I think the, the whole, I agree with you that I like 
the Hearthstone mindset of no one can cheat. Uh, if I if I get a pull, if I get a card that's rare that I don't like, I can disenchant it and use it to buy other cards. I think that's really yeah. cool. It's it, everything is you can work towards it. There's nothing like there's no like super ultra mega rares or whatever. It's just like <laughs> right. it's there and it's like this is how you can get this. <laughs> Whereas as Pokemon tournaments, it was it was more of like not only do I have to travel there, which is fine. It was the the venues were always poorly organized whereas like chairs were too close together or there's yeah. not enough player oh. space and you're like shoulder and shoulder right. and then when you play a match if you finished early because you either won or lost or you played l- so if you finished early be a win or loss you have all this downtime until everyone else is done and then you have downtime until it sets up and you're like can't really go anywhere or do anything because i don't yeah. know and then if you if you went super late and you're like you're playing when time is called it's like all of a sudden you don't have any downtime between right, the next match <laughs> and it's 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 not inviting in any way like no, it's it was awful and but and, i mean like i clearly i liked it like i kept doing it because i loved playing the game right yeah i like i like playing the game a lot too i i, I love playing pokemon and 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 even the camaraderie of like people who i went and you know like weekends going to the comic book store and playing with a whole bunch of friends was really great. It's just like, I always wanted to take it to that next level and the next level is not any fun. Yeah. (laughs) So, so, so the, I think the last thing that I would say on the topic of TCGs, um, is, is a plea for kindness in the world, because I, I think if you are playing against somebody who you do not know and you don't know what their skill level or understanding of the game is, the one thing I would ask, and I don't think it's too much to ask, is to speak your moves, to mm-hmm. actually say, this is what I am doing, this is what the effect is, this is how I'm playing out my turn, yeah. to actually say the words, and don't assume that somebody just understands because they have a knowledge of the game of what the effects of all of your actions are. I think if people can just speak their moves, that makes the experience incredibly better especially when you're working with strangers. Cause, because for me, unfortunately, I just don't have the ability to keep up with a lot of action going on in front of me. Um, and especially if I don't know the game that well, or I don't know the cards that you're using, but if you speak out and tell me what you're doing, I, I will believe you. I'm not going to, you know, con- question that you're cheating or something, but I will, it would also help me understand what you're actually accomplishing. That, it that's makes another... me feel better, right? It makes me feel more secure yeah. that, that we're having a, a shared experience. Like you said, it's just, it's like everybody is people. There's this certain mentality where if you get good enough and you've played these cards a million times, it's just a job. Like you, you arrive there. So it's not for fun anymore. And that's, I think that's really prevalent. And that's, you know, you saying that that's another reason why Hearthstone is really good. And I didn't even think about it, but like every character that you play announces its presence, you know? So you're like, Oh, that's the guy who says get down or that's the guy who says, get in there and fight. It, it always, it always plays like a little animation and it's not like you can't play a million cards in a second. It, every, every animation has to finish before it's done. So you do have like, there's a pause and you're like, this is what's happening. It, it also has that nice little review thing. And obviously like if you're playing Hearthstone, you can look at the other person's cards and all their moves that they did at your leisure. Well, I mean, there's, there's a turn time limit, but it's not, it's not tiny. And in a real CCG, I just don't feel comfortable picking up every card that a person played that I don't know what it what it did, you know? 
<laughs> oh yeah, and Vanguard cards, not only are they smaller Yu-Gi-Oh size cards, but the text on there, they oh, literally man. fit an entire novel on those cards because <laughs> like they you said they're, t- they're they got to tell that story. <laughs> well, and it's it's not that, but the the cards explain exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. Like there is nothing left to to assumption on a Vanguard card. It tells you exactly what's going to happen and what when it happens and how it's going to happen. There's a lot of, a few shortcuts, but um, abbreviations, but all it's all in there. Mm. Uh, so the real thing that I must now say, <laughs> and Steve knows this is coming. Um, also, while I was at the game shop on Sunday, I saw a boxed copy of WWE Superstars. <laughs> Game's real good. I almost walked away with that instead of the Vanguard decks. As I think. Soon- as soon made, as that game comes out with an expansion that's Royal Rumble, I'm like, I know there's there's probably a Royal Rumble um, version because they are different play versions that you can implement. They have rule sets for different ways of playing. I should look that the, up because that was like it was only one on one when I played the game, uh, at least like the demo at Gen Con. And then we bought it and there wasn't a four player thing immediately apparent. So I was like, oh, oh, but, I thought they had rules for doing um uh tag team and everything because they have the little tag they, team area they do on have the board yeah they have rules for tag team so for our listeners wwe superstar showdown is the full name of the game and it is it's like paper rock scissors but better yeah yeah it's 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 about that and we could probably talk about it more in the future because we're running out of time but um there is a tag team function i think you can do three versus three there's just a lot of downtime because if you're not actively in the ring you're not doing anything yeah much yeah that was my that was my thing the the tag team one person was always doing nothing so right yeah it's more i to me it's more even even if it was one versus one which i think is the best way to play it that person can control all two or three tag team members i I don't think it's a strong four to six player game Mm hmm no. But the real reason I walked away from it is because, you know, looking at the cover of the box, like four of the six wrestlers pictured are out for injury right now. So <laughs> it wouldn't leave me with much to actually play with. I think it was like <laughs> Big Show and Big E are the only playable characters right now. So yeah, but Big E's real good. I got to wait until uh, Cena and uh, a couple of the others come back and then uh, it might be a viable game. No, yeah, we we could probably t- uh, talk about that more in the future because I I the last time I played it was Gen Con and I really really liked it. I went into that with zero expectation, or I should say, the lowest of expectations because <laughs> everything that re- that WWE produces is just the worst quality in every aspect, and yet I still <laughs> watch it from week to week. Uh, but I think. Um, I think we can leave on that. Uh, we only covered some table talk, but we went way too in depth in Vanguard. <laughs> but maybe I'll clean some of it up. Oops. Into all TCG talk, so right, and and that's not something that's been covered on the show, even though it is very table top. So that it is par for the course. <laughs> uh, Will, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter, washing the sink. W a s h i n t h e sink. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> and Logan, where can they find you? I am also on Twitter. Logan Jenkins is my handle. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter as at dragging a lake. And if you want to send in any emails or questions, you can do so at two at 
Tuesday night games? <laughs> no, it's it's podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Oh. And then our Twitter is TuesnightGames. Real bad. <laughs> real, real bad. Uh, that wraps it up. And this episode is finished. finished. I did it right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Thank you.